Welcome to An Encouraged Heart. This is Cynthia, and thank you for joining me for Bible study. Currently, we are studying Jesus, understanding his death and resurrection, and this study covers the final three chapters of the Gospel of Mark. If you are new to my podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to Jesus experiencing his touch and also Jesus listening for his voice. Those two studies examined Mark chapters 1 through 13. And just so you know, you can also find the following Bible studies on my podcast, Living Victoriously in Difficult Times, Being a Disciple, Counting the Real Cost, and Loving God and Others, The Heart of True Faith. You can purchase any one of the Bible study workbooks by simply going online to Precept Ministries. The books are part of Precept's 40-minute Bible study series. I have included a link to their website in the description section of each episode. Also, you will notice as I read through the text, I will ask you to mark keywords and phrases. This method of Bible study allows us to slow down and carefully observe the passages verse by verse. This will help each one of us to better interpret and apply God's word. And now, please open your Bible or your workbook and join me in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you for this day. And we just pray that your spirit would be among us as we study your word continue to open up our eyes and understanding to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who have your workbook, I will begin on page 44. We're going to be looking at Luke chapter 23, verses 4 through 16. In the observation section, it says here, Luke reveals something else that happened at this time and that gives us further insight about one of the key participants in all of this. So again, we're looking at Luke chapter 23, verses 4 through 16. We're going to circle every reference to time. We're going to mark every reference to Jesus, including pronouns and synonyms, such as this man. We're going to also double underline anything that tells you where something occurred. We're going to draw a box around each reference to Pilate. And we're going to also underline the references to Herod. So we have a number of markings there. So again, um, open your Bibles. Again, if you do not have your workbook, we're looking at Luke 23, beginning in verse 4, ending in verse 16. It says, Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowd, so circle then, put a box around Pilate, I find no guilt in this man. So put a box around I for Pilate and mark this man for Jesus. But they kept on insisting, saying, He stirs up the people, mark he for Jesus, teaching all over Judea, so double underline all over Judea, starting with Galilee, double underline Galilee, even as far as this place, and double underline this place. Verse 6, when Pilate heard it, so circle when, put a box around Pilate, he asked whether the man was a Galilean, Put a box around he, the man's referring to Jesus, so mark that. The next verse, and when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, so we're going to circle when, put a box around he for Pilate, mark he, um, capital 
H E, he, uh, that second he for Jesus. Herod, you're going to underline that. Okay, moving on. He sent him to Herod. So put a box around he, mark him for Jesus, underline Herod, who himself was in Jerusalem at that time. So we need to also underline himself, double underline Jerusalem, circle at that time. Verse 8. Now Herod was very glad when he saw Jesus, circle now, underline Herod, circle when, um, underline he for Herod, mark Jesus with a cross, for he had wanted to see him for a long time, underline he, referring to Herod, mark him for Jesus, circle long time, because he had been hearing about him and was hoping to see some sign performed by him. So we underline he for Herod, mark him, and him again for Jesus, verse 9. And he questioned him at some length, underline he for Herod, mark him for Jesus at some length, circle that. But he answered him nothing, mark he for Jesus, underline him for Herod, verse 10. And the chief priests and the scribes were standing there accusing him vehemently, so mark him for Jesus, verse 11, and Herod with his soldiers. So underline Herod, underline his. After treating him with contempt and mocking him. So in that part of that verse, circle after, mark him and him again for Jesus. Dressed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him back to Pilate. So in, in that part of the verse, mark him for Jesus, him again for Jesus. Put a box around Pilate, and again he was sent back to Pilate. So that's a, a location. So you can also not only box Pilate, but you can also double underline that word. Okay, moving on to verse twelve. Now Herod and Pilate became friends with one another that very day. Circle now, underline Herod. Put a box around Pilate circle very day for before they had been enemies with each other circle before and they is referring to both Pilate of course and Herod so you can box that and underline it so there could be two markings there had been enemies with each other verse 13 Pilate summoned the chief priests and the rulers and the people put a box around Pilate verse 14 and said to them you brought this man so mark this man for Jesus to me Pilate is speaking, so put a box around me as one who incites the people to rebellion. And behold, having examined him before you, so mark him for Jesus, I have found no guilt in this man. Mark I for Pilate, so box that. This man, of course, would be referring to Jesus. So mark that with a cross regarding the charges which you make against him. Mark him for Jesus. Verse 15. No, nor has Herod, so underline Herod, for he sent him, underline he, for he sent him back to us, so mark him for Jesus, and behold, nothing deserving death has been done by him, so mark him for Jesus. In the last verse, therefore I will punish him and release him, so put a box around I and mark him and him for Jesus. Okay, so I'm going to reread Luke 23, verses 4 through 16. 
And as I do that, if you need to complete markings, if you have the workbook, um, please do that as well. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they kept on insisting, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching all over Judea, starting with Galilee, even as far as this place. When Pilate heard it, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was in Jerusalem at that time. Now Herod was very glad when he saw Jesus, for he had wanted to see him for a long time, because he had been hearing about him and was hoping to see some sign performed by him. And he questioned him at some length, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and the scribes were standing there accusing him vehemently. And Herod with his soldiers, after treating him with contempt and mocking him, dressed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him back to Pilate. Now Herod and Pilate became friends with one another that very day, for before they had been enemies with each other. Pilate summoned the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought this man to me as one who incites the people to rebellion, and behold, having examined him before you, I have I found excuse me, I have found no guilt in this man regarding the charges which you make against him. No, nor has Herod, for he sent him back to us. And behold, nothing deserving death has been done by him. Therefore, I will punish him and release him. Okay. Um, before I look at the discussion questions, um, there is an insight box. I'd like to share that with you. And it says here, Herod Antipas, the son of Herod the Great, was Tetrarch of Galilee. Um, and that's referenced in Luke 3, 1. He first ruled out of Sepphoris, I'll spell that S-E-P-P-H-O-R-I-S, but later built the city of Tiberias on the Sea of Galilee to make it his new capital. When he married his brother's, his brother Philip's wife Herodias, John the Baptist accused him publicly and was in prison. That's found in Mark 6, verse 17. Although he wanted to put John to death, Herod feared the Jews because they believed John was a prophet. That's referenced in Matthew 14, 5. But Herodias trapped Herod with his own words and forced him to behead John. Okay, um, the first um, item here under discussion is look at the following map of Jerusalem so you can see where Jesus was taken. Pilate was in the area of the Antonia Fortress, believed by many scholars to be the site of the Praetorium. Okay, and for those of you who do not have the workbook, um, this is simply a map of Jerusalem um, during the time of the New Testament. Okay, um, so the very first question is, who are the main characters in these verses? And that would, of course, be Jesus, Pilate, and Herod. Second question, what did Pilate ask about Jesus? What did he do with the information given? Well, we see in verse 6 that Pilate asked if Jesus was a Galilean. 
Um, in verse 7, we also see that Pilate sent Jesus to Herod, for he belonged to Herod's juris jurisdiction. Um, and at that time, Herod was also in Jerusalem. Question three, what do you learn about Herod from this passage and what did he want to see Jesus do? Well, in question, excuse me, verse seven, it says Herod was, of course, we know he was in Jerusalem. Um, Herod was glad to see Jesus. He wanted to see him for a long time. It says in verse eight, he wanted to see Jesus perform miracles for he had heard about um, some signs that Jesus performed. Also, we know in verse 9, Herod began to question Jesus. And lastly, we know um, as well that Herod and his soldiers, of course, it says here, after treating him with contempt and mocking him, dressed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him back to Pilate. Okay. Um, but he Initially, he wanted to see him so that um, he could see or witness Jesus perform signs um, that he had heard about. Okay, the fourth question, what do you learn about the relationship between Herod and Pilate? What change, what change takes place and why? Well, they became friends, it tells us um, in verse 12. And um, they became friends because they had a common interest. Um, they both wanted to, of course, question Jesus. Question five says, what brought these two together? If you can describe a time when you've seen others drawn together in a similar way. Well, of course, we know that they both were in Jerusalem. They, again, both had a common interest or purpose, which was to question Jesus over the false ac accusations leveled against him. Um, as far as enemies coming together or people perhaps with opposing views, sometimes I think about politicians. Sometimes, you know, they, um, they have strong opinions or feelings uh, based on their political party, but sometimes because um, of a new agenda item or something that comes about, they begin to work together. Question six says, have you ever found yourself in such a relationship? If so, how might knowing this help you? Well, I think um, there's been times where um, where there's been conflict um, with um, perhaps coworkers or even neighbors, but because of something that arises, you, be you begin to realize um, that we need to come together to solve a problem or to resolve an issue that ultimately benefits everyone. And the last question says, what actions did others make toward Jesus in this passage? How did he respond? What actions did he take? What does this tell you about him? Well, we know that the chief priests and scribes um, were bringing charges against him vehemently, it says in verse 10. Also, we know that in verse 11, it says that Herod, along with his soldiers, treated Jesus with contempt and mocked him before sending him back to Pilate. But we also know um, that Jesus remained silent. So Jesus um, was willing to endure the suffering. He was willing to submit to the Father's will. He knew that he had to endure all. Um, he did have complete trust, of course, in, in God. I am going to conclude our study for today. 
I pray that today's lesson was a blessing to you. If so, I encourage you to share this Bible study with a friend. And if you would like to share your thoughts on today's verses, please leave a comment wherever you listen to an encouraged heart. For those of you who are new listeners, you can find an encouraged heart on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, and several other social media platforms. You can even ask Alexa to play an encouraged heart on Apple podcast. Take care. And I look forward to you joining me next time. God bless.